Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. We've got a great show today. We're going to be visiting with Lori Johnson. The topic of the discussion is fear. We live in a fear-based environment, and I think fear can be a great motivator, but it also can actually immobilize some people. Linda, what do you think? Absolutely. I think fear is at the basis of, of everything. I mean, we may look at our other emotions, and, and but I think below if you you know if you if you peel the onion back far enough i think it ends up in in fear well and i think you know one of the things that i see in social media today is you know everybody's pointing the finger at trump and this is not a discussion about trump this is not a like him hate him whatever it is but it seems to me that everybody is loading their fears up on the Trump the Trump administration, at least from the cheap seats over here. And some of these fears are, are kind of well-recognized and familiar. Some of them are just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but it seems to have opened like this Pandora's box of fear. Yes, I, I agree. But I think now um, with what's going on, Listen, what Lori has told us before is happening. It's getting, everybody's becoming awake. You know, it was like a lot of people were in a deep sleep, and all of a sudden they're, they're paying attention. Um, some of it's good, some of it's not so good, but I think that the bottom line of all of this <clears throat> craziness that's going on is we have to look inside of ourselves at our own fears, uh, you know, what's really going on with each one of us. Um, and that's always the hard part. It's really easier to to point outside and say, well, you know, it's that one or that one or, or this group or that group that's making me very fearful. But basically, you, you know, maybe you're making yourself fearful uh, and that's your the way you conduct your life. And um, it's time to look look at that. I mean, this is a time for awakening. Uh, I think that we don't even have a choice on that um, because if we don't, we're going to get ourselves into, each one of us, <clears throat> into serious trouble because there's so much going on and we have to be able to handle it. Well, and one of the things that I found, especially, you know, years ago, like eight years ago when I was building my, my business, my small business, every time I turned on the news, all I heard over and over was, you know, there's no money, nobody's spending, business is bad. And, you know, had I bought into that, I think I would not be where I am today. I mean, I kept trying, even though the media was portraying it differently, and what what was important to me during that time was to stay off 
the news channels, stay off the business channels, like not even read the business internet stuff because it was so sensationalized of gloom and doom. And if I, if I read that, Linda, if I believed that or I watched that or I had that put in my consciousness, I would have, I, I don't think I could have moved forward. But as long as I stayed in my lane and stayed in my office and produced my work, I continued to improve my business. But if I had followed what the media was presenting, you know, I would have been dead in the water. Yes, and that's exactly you know what's happening now, and and I think it's a constant uh, a constant thing that's happening. I mean, now we can blame it on the election and Trump and and all of that, and all of the crazy people that are coming out of the woodwork. But um, it, it's always. <laughs> remember Gilda Radner? She said it's always something. Well, it's always something. So what are we going to? You know, we talked about this on previous shows uh, for the last couple of weeks about thorns. I mean, there's always going to be something out there that's going to poke us from the inside, our emotions, our fears. So what are we going to do about it? Um, and now it is, it's magnified by a thousand because of, because of what's going on. So again, it, the only control we have is the control of ourselves. So what are we going to do to not get all wrangled up, all tied up, all crazy you know, with what with what's going on on the outside of us, um, and I think you know that's the key to our to our happiness. That's the key to our life. Um, are we going to just let things go by like a cloud, or are we going to take in everything and become miserable? Choices, right? Well, they're choices, and you know, I'm really glad that Lori Johnson is here with us today uh, for one of our scheduled appearances because she sends out this newsletter that I really dig. I know Linda, you love it too. And you know, today's newsletter was all about fear. And without further ado, I'd like to bring Lori Johnson into the fold for today. Lori, you wrote a blog about fear, and you know, reasonable fear, unreasonable fear. And I loved what you said about like kind of, you know, targeting Trump or dumping everything on Trump when they're. There's really a lot more to that. And I thought, you know, I talked to Linda this morning that, you know, tr Donald Trump getting elected just kind of blew the lid out of everybody's like Pandora's fear box and it just went bananas. But I'd, I'd love to hear your take on it. Yeah, the fear that we're dealing with right now, um, this is a very old fear. The last 2,000 years, and I talk a lot about this, you know, about the uh, Piscean Age coming to an end and the Aquarian Age just starting as of the 2012, you know, end of the world thing. But it has been for 2,000 years very specifically that fear has been the control mechanism for a few people who propagated it to be able to control the many. And if you look at that, we have been taught even before when you didn't believe this that um, to be afraid of death be afraid of what's going to happen afterwards. And that's kind of like the base of a lot of the fear, if not all the fear that we're experiencing. Because if you believe this is your only life, you're going to be punished forever if you don't do this, do that, do the best thing, or however that goes within whatever religion or belief system that there is, that if you believe that fear of death is the biggest thing, it colors every single thing you do. It colors how you have relationships if you don't get it right or you then rebel against that. So the basis of that is 2,000 years in the fear controlling people, not just through fear of death, but through every single thing that you do. If you do it wrong, there's a punishment factor and a really big punishment factor. Plus, we're also coming out of, obviously, with the Piscean Age being so male-dominated, Trump is representing the father voice, which, you know, you've got the parental voice all the time that... When you're 60 and your mom's 80, 
and if she still says, I don't like that dress, your first thought is, oh, my God, this dress sucks, before you realize, no, 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 the dress is, is couture. It's a wonderful dress. It's her opinion. But the first thing, reaction, the gut reaction, because our parents have us when we're young, to be able to listen to the voice is that that voice is correct. And not again, we're not going to go Trump bashing, but Trump is capable of being able to kind of like program. I have a, a client who does um, hypnotherapy, and she says that he's using classical hypnotherapy techniques in order to get people to believe him by saying things like, believe me, and reiterating lies in a way that is just becoming commonplace. And people listen to that and don't realize that their subconscious is getting programmed to believe somebody. And all he's doing, yes, is being a focal point for us to be able to realize that him being able to say something is like listening to the father voice. First reaction is, oh, my God, he's right. And then the second reaction is, wait a minute, that's full of crap. And that's also a fear mechanism, but he's bringing this all forward, so we have to face it. We all have capability of being able to hear the truth and recognize lies. We've kind of lost that, but he's also providing that. And, you know, I've had people saying, we're going to have a psychic war, we're going to have World War Three. there's going to be nuclear, blah, blah, blah. But it's like when I was living in California, that every once in a while the news program would bring up, oh, my God, there's going to be, you know, the big one is coming. Let's start worrying about that. But they did it for ratings, and that's, you're right, exactly what's going on. Advertising and the news propagates that for ratings and don't really care what huge impact that has on everybody. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I see it happening. And, the, you know, the, and that's what he did in the campaign, and the more – you say something like, like, like now that you know the media is the enemy of the people. You say it enough times. You say it enough times, and the people that that can't think for themselves, they believe it. Yeah. And you know he's propagating so much. I mean, look what's happening now with the anti-Semitism. I mean, they're they're it's it's rampant. I mean, in in our area here in New York, um, and and all over the country, from what I see. I mean, he's just bringing out. You know the worst, worst, worst in people. So, because you know all of these are all of the people that propagate all of this awful anti-Semitism and, and with the borders and, and Mexicans and 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 all the people from the Middle East are are they are they doing it out of fear? And I think even a bigger question: Does Trump? operate the way he does because he's so fear-based both yes both yes very very much yeah and 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 yet his 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 people you know his followers that you know they would think he's the furthest thing from fear in the whole world because he just speaks out and, and is just so bombastic on everything he's not afraid he's he's the ruler you know he's 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 the dictator but i you know people like that he is ruling from from fear that's working from inside of him. Yeah, but it's bringing it forward in ways that it never has been before. It's like right on the surface. You cannot avoid it. And it's one of those things that the only reason that he was really elected was to bring everybody together in the great negative lesson of being able to bring this forward so people have to face things and not just sit idly by and go, oh, well, it's okay, he'll take care of it, or somebody will take care of it, I don't have to get involved. Everybody's got to get involved, not just because that's what we need to do to kind of like save the country, save the world, blah, blah, but for us to be able to move out of this fear thing, because this is not where we're headed. The fear thing is really strong right now because we're having to face it, having to look at it right in the face on where we stand with that, what we're really afraid of, and why. 
and finding out that the why doesn't really matter because none of that stuff is real. No, I, I agree. Nothing is nothing. Uh, nothing like that is real. Um, but what is it going to take for his fall? You know, his 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 population, his followers, to to wake up. You know, and, I've and got to take us to commercial break. I've got to take us to commercial break. This is Powered Up Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Our guest today is Lori Johnson. We'll be back after the break. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. According to state troopers, here's what not to do when you get pulled over. Don't be a lachrymis and start crying right away. It doesn't help. But if you're under 20, crying won't be held against you. Don't ask for a break and don't yell or start any argy-bargy. And one trooper said, if they're going to flirt with me to get out of a ticket, it would probably insult my intelligence. But unfortunately, I don't get hit on all that often. So flirting or being a gill flirt won't work. Did you know that 15% of all drivers get 76% of all traffic tickets? And the odds of winning if you challenge a traffic ticket in court are 1 in 3. So what should you do when you get pulled over for speeding? Be courteous to the officer and most of all, be honest. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin and Lori Johnson. And we are talking today about fear. And before we went to commercial break, Linda, you were talking a little bit about fear. I wanted you to finish your thought uh, so that we could continue our conversation on, on you know, kind of this, this fear explosion that we're seeing in the media. We're seeing it in social media, on Facebook. I mean, you can't, you can't turn around without somebody filling your head with the fears of what if. Yeah, so before the break, we were talking that, you know, Trump, as, as hard as it might be believed uh, for, for some people to believe, is operating out of fear. And, and his people that are doing all of these bad things uh, now, whether it be, you know, trying, hurting, hurting Muslims or, or attacking Jews or whatever they're doing, they're operating out of fear. And so they're operating out of fear. Trump's operating out of fear. And then we're taking in all of this fear on top of the normal fears that we already have. So I, I want to ask Lori, what is going to break that cycle? Um, or is it up, you know, mass 
mass fear, or is it that every individual is going to have to break that fear cycle for themselves? Well, we're coming to the bubble bursting, um, which is another reason that uh, Trump was elected, if you talk about it from a spiritual point of view, because the Piscean Age, all, the, all that fear stuff is coming to a head, because that's not the energy that we're moving into. But the point of it is that fear is a vibration, and um, the Piscean Age had its own vibration, you know, how it affects everybody. And so what we're dealing with now is the shift over that if you were not a male that is in charge of everything, that that energy is no longer viable. It's like the foundation of people like that or who want that has been taken away. So the fear factor for these people is incredibly strong, which means that everybody's in politics or everybody who is following this Trump effect, that it's based on as if their roots were cut off and they don't know where they belong anymore. And so if you are not me, then you need to be um, somebody to be afraid of. That's basically what it's coming down to. And as happens when any group get, is given their head, and this has happened with Republicans before when they've had in charge, when they were in charge of everything, they will take it too far and it will explode on them. It's going to happen. It's going to happen this year, probably not until a little bit later, um, but it will happen again. And it's a matter of being able to, yeah, it's always about facing the fear. But you've got people who are not developed enough in the way that they're looking at themselves or the world or even conscious in that level, not being able to face it that way. So they're going to have to face it because it's going to be shoved right at them and they're going to be like, you know, thrown out into the middle of the ocean and see how, how they deal with that. But because we've been given opportunities to deal with this in a far more conscious way, and people didn't take them, now no holds barred. It's like the tough love. You're afraid of something? Here, I'm going to shove it right in your face to see how you're going to deal with it. And you cannot avoid it, but it's literally like we're coming up to the brick wall, and within a short period of time, that brick wall is going to like morph into something completely different that is more about the harmony, the balance, the communication of the Aquarian age. Got to face this fear stuff, though. And it is. Yeah. It's, it's fear of 2,000 years of programming, fear of now we're in a completely different energy and people don't know what to do with that, fear that we recognize the feeling of fear that we've got right now as usually having come from a past life where there was a physical event like a destruction or a lot of death that was involved with it because we don't need to have the mirror of an event, just the emotion that is followed through, and then fear of what people are putting off on a daily basis. And people put it off and go, here, you take care of it. You're, you're smarter than I am. And I'm not on a conscious level, but it kind of exudes off them in ways that they aren't even aware. But, I mean, you look at Trump, and it isn't just that he's a fearful man because he's still stuck in that Piscean age, but he's fearful because he was elected and he has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> yes. You know, I always thought that, you know, he, he certainly – didn't want to, he didn't want to become president, and I think he was sh more shocked than anybody else that he's in this place, and so that he's surrounded himself with all of these other lunatics that uh, supposedly are going to, I don't know, call the shots for him. But, it, you know, it's, it's just a crazy thing. Listen, and, and these, you know, and the Republicans now, they have control of everything, and, you know, they're... And, and I, I'm, I'm not just talking Republicans, because, but the Republicans are in charge now. But it's just these politicians, they're just so mamby-pamby. They're so self-centered. They're so self-righteous. And all they care about is getting reelected. They no more care about the people than the man in the moon. Because mm -hmm. if they, a couple of weeks ago, could pass a law 
saying that severely mentally disturbed people have the right to have guns. I think we're all, that just about says it all. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't know why people are just, you know, so disgusted with politics. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, it's just beyond, beyond belief um, that, that this is happening. So I'm choosing just not to really take it in and, and, and not pay attention. And, I, you know, you see all of these town hall meetings and you see all of these rallies and these marches, and I don't want to be in that energy, so I'm not participating. Yeah, but it's necessary for certain people to be able to be heard and to fight in the same way that Trump is trying to get everybody to believe what he believes. It's, you know, who's going to speak the loudest, and so you need people who are feeling that they need to stand up and they need to shout back, and it's a response to him. He's learning something right now. He's not going to put that into effect in this lifetime, but he is learning something. But he's also, like the great leaders who were really bad leaders, are there for a purpose that is not about being a good leader. It's about galvanizing opinion and being able to create really big change, and that's exactly what he's doing. And he's not the only one. We've got leaders all over the world that are just as stuck in that Piscean Age mentality as he is, and, you know, that's the thing about where we are in this country, that as being a world leader, we're also being a world leader in figuring out how we are going to overcome this kind of Piscean Age holdout energy. And as yes. we do it, we'll give the primer to other countries who have to do the same thing. Okay, well, that's, well, that's the answer. How, so how, give, give us a clue. How do you start, how, do, how does that start to happen? And again, is it just on an individual by individual basis, or is it like a mass consciousness shift? It's two things happening at the same time, because the mass consciousness shift has already started. And we've got like 40% of the population that is still stuck in that Piscean Age thing, but they seem like there's so much more because they're louder and scarier out of their own defense. You know, if you're really drowning, you're going to make a hell of a lot more noise than somebody who's just swimming out of fear, out of fear of death, out of all of that stuff. So, yeah, we're getting into that, but then there is the individual consciousness. So it's happening at the same time. People are not aware that we've already lifted into a higher vibration. It's happened so gradually. Um, and for people who don't want to go there, they're feeling removed and lost, and they don't belong here anymore. And that's, you know, where a lot of people are still in that holdout energy. But on a conscious level, on an individual, it's that one individual then changes or learns or whatever. And this is like we're still in a big, huge accelerated trajectory that is getting us faster and faster in being able to adapt to it because the energy isn't slowing down. Oh, no. So we have to get used to it, and as we get used to it more and more, one person does, and they send out the energy. It's kind of like just standing there in awareness. They affect other people around them, not necessarily to, like, super wake up, but it happens. So it is just, it's kind of like there's no way to avoid this transition within and without. Absolutely no way. Why is it so loud like it's so violent like you know when i think of physics and i know this is like the nerd in me but it's like you know matter is neither created or recreated and you know i look at this and i keep waiting for the like hate explosion to get tired to exhaust itself you know and maybe i have to wait a thousand years for that but it just seems to be multiplying it is because right now it it's at its head um and i might have said this before on another show but on Monday night before the election last year, I absolutely knew Hillary was going to win. 
not because I wanted it, but because I felt that that was the role. And then on Tuesday morning when I woke up, I absolutely knew, even before I saw results, that Trump was going to win. So to me, there was a transition that happened overnight that was spiritually influenced because we don't need to linger in this changing out of Piscean age. We need to be moving into that Aquarian age of equality and humanity and communication and being in a higher vibe. We need to do that. The fastest way to do it is to have this stuff shoved in our faces so that you either get it or if you don't get it, get off the planet. Well, and you said that in one of your recent newsletters, and it was kind of scary, and I didn't I didn't enjoy reading it about how so many people are choosing to check out permanently. Yeah. I mean, is yeah, that because it is, they just... but, you know, it, it is completely different. And the people that are these Piscean Age holdouts are so loud because they are so scared. And they don't, you don't think, like, you don't think that any of the people that are um, supporting Trump right now, and I don't mean the people, I mean the people in the cabinet or within the theoretic White House, that these are people that are scared to death that they are losing their influence. They are losing that if I stand here as a male of a certain age, of a certain power, that everybody's going to listen to me just because I say, listen to me. That doesn't play anymore. It doesn't play anymore because as a society and as human beings, we're growing up out of that and people have to be worth something to be listened to nowadays. And so the fear is that people are, especially men, are losing their power of just standing there being men and being more important. And, of course, they're going to get loud. They're going to get loud. They're scared. They're angry. They're very frustrated that nobody's listening to them in the way that used to. And right now we've got that surge of people supporting them and listening to them because they have the same fear, and they want Daddy to make everything okay. Yeah. That doesn't work anymore. Well, don't you think <clears throat> that fear and, and the way he conducts himself or the whole – every you know, the way – other people are conducting this. He's going to end up <clears throat> shooting himself in the foot eventually, and he's, you know, something he's, you know, we, we've talked about this before, that he won't, he won't um, last the four years, and not that he's going to die, but, but he's going to make yeah. so, so many mistakes, and, and that he either, either he will, he'll have to resign just out of, you know, not being totally embarrassed. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there are a couple of scenarios here. One of them is that there is going to be actual proof of the Russians interfering a lot more than we have known, mm-hmm. in which case the entire, um, the entire group, uh, Pence and Trump, will be thrown out. And we will have to be technically not necessarily leaderless, but in a period of transition while we reorganize things. Um, that is a possibility, but it's also possible that and I believe this, that people are already accumulating a lot of the information to be able to impeach it, because the thing with Trump is that his pride, his little boy bully pride, will not allow him to step down unless he's forced to it, and he's going to get to the point of being forced and say, oh, forget it, I quit. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be impeached. I need to, Go ahead. I need to take us to commercial break. This is Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin of Powered Up Talk Radio. We're visiting today with Lori Johnson. You can find more about her on Lori Johnson Psychic. Is it Psychic Lori Johnson or Lori Johnson Psychic.com? Lori Johnson Psychic.com. Okay, you're going to want to check her out at Lori Johnson Psychic.com. We'll be back after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Awesome pennies into the 
Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelov live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Toginet Radio Network. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on Toginet.com. Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we are talking today with Lori Johnson about fear. Now, Lori, I have a question about past lives because I I wonder if, you know, some of this uncapping of fears, like I can see people's fears come up from their childhood. I can see fears come up from their life experience. And what if, what if, what if? Does fear carry forward from our past lives as well? Oh, definitely. What happens when you finish a life and you go into the other side before you get reborn again is that whatever you didn't heal, whatever you didn't complete will then show up again, maybe not with the same intensity, but it will show up again. And there has been a lot of reason to be afraid, um, especially in the last 2,000 years when war and famine and disease and violence has been so incredibly prevalent. So um, if you do not get a chance to heal it, face it, or work with something, it will show up in another way, as in just on a physical level. If you have a back injury that is debilitating at a time when people did not know how to heal that, and you ended up, you know, the last five years of your life straight in bed before you died, you're going to come back with some kind of chronic back issue that doctors can't um, explain. doesn't necessarily mean you have to be laid up again, but it's something that will reiterate until you get to heal it energetically and emotionally for whatever reason it happened. Same thing happens with fear. Yeah, we'll bring it forward. And also because we do recognize emotion from one life to another, even if we aren't conscious of it, um, we're feeling change, like I said, and 
so coming out of this age, it's bringing a lot of the fear. Because this is, you know, this was really exciting about this lifetime. This is a lifetime where you can get a lot of stuff done in a very short period of time. Multiple lifetimes of healing karma, of healing the fear, of facing things in this lifetime because it's at such a juncture of change for us. And that's why it's, again, so prevalent and so strong for us because it's also fear that is not about, you know, there's a world war. Yeah, we have wars going on, but this is a fear because it's based on us shifting inside and we don't have knowledge of where we're going and we're always more afraid of, you know, things that we've already experienced, but also of if we don't know where we're going or how to control it, we get really freaked out. Yes, yes, yes. It's uh it so I it seems to me that the goal of every everybody on the planet has is to to work through as much as you can in this lifetime so that we do not carry it over. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. <clears throat> I think it's impossible to do it all, but the less you have to carry forward, um I think the better <laughs> better off you're going to be. Yeah. We're at a point where literally, again, you can, you can heal or complete karmic contracts where normally it would take one, two, or three lifetimes to complete that contract. We can take multiple ones of those, five, six, seven of those contracts, and complete them in this lifetime. It's accelerated energy. Um, but, yeah, we're setting up because this is like brand-new 2,000-year cycle, brand-new 5,125-year cycle, brand-new 26,000-year cycle that all started on the same day. So this is like let's clear this crap up so that whatever you're bringing in, you don't need to take around with you anymore so you can start a completely new arc of where you're going to go, what you're going to accomplish, and how far you can soar. It's really exciting, but right yes. now, today, this year, it's like the fear is still prevalent. That's not where we're going to stay. But it's strong right now because we have to get through it. Yeah, we do have to get through it. And but it um, it is a very exciting time to just to just watch what's going on and 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 take and take that excitement into ourselves. So here, you know, here's the $64,000 question. So how do we start to get rid of all of these built-up fears that we have been carrying around in this lifetime and 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 former lifetimes? Where do we First of all, is the first is to identify them, to be conscious and and watch the way you you do things and and what you're afraid of. Is that the first step, or you tell me what the first step is? Yeah, that is pretty much the first step. It's about identifying because a lot of the time we take on fear that is not ours because it matches a similar vibration, uh, fear of being alone, and somebody else has fear of being alone. You can pick that stuff up because there are so many people that are afraid and they're younger souls and they don't know how to deal with it that they send it out for anybody who is stronger or more enlightened to be able to handle it for them. So the first thing is about recognizing not just, okay, part one, recognize what is your fear and what is not. An easy way of doing that is if you get afraid or anxious, first thing you do is ask, is this my fear? Because if it's piggybacked on you and it's somebody else's that you picked up and you didn't know that, you need to know what's really yours and what is somebody else's that is making yours seem so much bigger. And then, yes, being able to identify where did it come from. Is this something because I had a trauma as a child? Is this something because I'm afraid that I'm never going to make money? So with the way that the system is these days, oh, my God, it's never going to work out for me. There's always a reason. There's always a base reason for fear, and it gets to be so complicated because there are so many different layers. Because like I said in my newsletter, you can be a therapist and work on fear with a client or with a patient, 
for years and years and years and never get to the bottom of it because it can be so multi-layered. So, yeah, identifying what is your fear in that it's yours and not somebody else's that you took on, but also identifying why you're afraid of something. Because if you go through the whys all the way down to the base of why, you'll find out that the real reason that you're afraid is quite small compared to how the buildup has been. It's just like worry. You know, you're worrying about something in, uh, you know, for, for weeks or weeks to, before it happens, and then when it actually happens, it, it isn't half as bad as you thought it was going to be. Yeah, and you've wasted all that en- time and energy just worrying about it. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes well, we have to face that in order for us to really be able to get the balance of it, you know, have it be overblown in order for us to get into balance on it. You know, and I think, you know, because I'm trying to do, I'm being, I'm being very conscious that I'm watching my behavior now of, of why I do the things I do and when the fear uh, rises up in me, because you can feel it's like visceral. I mean, you know, your heart starts to beat. And, and so I'm watching it, and then I'm, I'm, I'm saying, no, this, this is not real, because that's when all of these voices in your head start coming up and telling you all of these things, uh, all these imaginary things that are happening, and that's not real either. And I think if we realize that really nothing is real, yeah. I, maybe it would be easier to let it go. But, you know, easy is a bad word because we've been carrying around this thing for heaven knows how long. Um, so it, 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 we're going to have to go through some pain to release, but, oh, my God, the reward is, is going to be huge. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, in the newsletter I also said about how to face your fear. You know, you face it and said, come and hit me. Hit me as hard as you possibly can. Because there's nothing that is going to be worse than facing fear that has become overblown. And as soon as you find out that it's overblown, you can look at the reality of it and say, hey, that's nothing. I can deal with that. I can deal with the worst-case scenario because that's nothing compared to what I'm dealing with. I mean, what I'm dealing with is small compared to what the worst-case scenario is and being able to face it like that. Um, but the whole point of all of this stuff, of this coming up, is that we're supposed to be, in the Aquarian age is bringing us into recognizing self, everything about self. If you have fear that is not yours or fear that is part of an age that was teaching you to be in fear because so many people wanted to be in control, that being able to recognize self, we all have the capability of being able to recognize the truth and the lie. We just aren't paying attention to it. Being able to pay attention to the truth of fear or the lie of fear is what helps us become more self-conscious and conscious and in that spiritual vibe that we're automatically moving into. We're all going to get there no matter what. We all get there. It's just the level of it. And the more that you actually pay attention to the why of things, the easier it is to figure out what's really going on and get into your heart center. And if you get into your heart center and you really recognize that and who you are and what you can do, everything else falls into place. Yeah, well, don't what be are some? Oh, sorry. I, I just wanted to ask, like, I get the theory behind it, but what does it look like in practice? Like, like, do you say things to yourself? Do you have a mantra? Like, what do you, yeah. what do you do to kind of get control of these things? Well, I've, I've done the exercises before where I have visualized what the fear is. And I mean, visualize, like I feel it with all my senses, what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of you know, when I was um, acting, I'm afraid of going on this audition. And so I put myself in the situation of experiencing it as if I was up there and how my worst case scenario was. I don't remember the lines, you know, the, the dream of you're on stage and you don't remember your lines and you're really screwed. And I put myself in that and then going into it, it's like, ah, that's nothing. Because, you know, if that happens, I've already been through that in my mind. But then 
you know, when I write this in the newsletter thing, something that has helped me tremendously because I did that, because I faced the fear and I allowed it to really experience itself within me, that there's a, um, a, a chant that is in a, my, one of my favorite books, Dune by Frank Herbert, which is um, how the Paul Atreides is taught to fight fear. And this is paraphrasing because I did take a line out and I did change a word or two, but it's Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I face my fear. I allow fear to pass through me, and then I turn and see fear's path, and only I remain. And I've used this when I've been really afraid or really in pain, and it works every single time. And it's a chant. You know, I say it over and over and over again. It isn't just I say it once and it's all fine. But it gives me the strength to be able to face whatever. And I pretty much have been kind of a fearless person for a really long time since I was able to understand that and face that, and once you face it once, it's really hard to get you into fear again. It looks like we're having a day. Okay. I think we lost Sandra. Oh, I'm back. I'm sorry. I dropped off for a second. Okay. Are we here? Yeah, go ahead. We're here. We're here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so did, did you hear what, what, what Lori was saying? About you know how she I how she okay maybe well maybe it's, I think it's well after the break or before just it's, I think it's worth repeating because I want Sandra to hear this too and just about okay. what you just said about how you get rid of your fear yeah okay the the from Frank Herbert the yeah. book Dune that this is the chant that I use all the time it is fear is the mind killer fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I face my fear. I allow fear to pass through me, and then I turn and see fear's path, and only I remain. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's also on your newsletter on your website, LaurieJohnsonPsychic.com. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. in today's newsletter. So for those of you listening today, if you like today's show, uh, check us out on iTunes or go to PoweredUpTalkRadio.com or check out LaurieJohnsonPsychic.com. Now, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about um, these fears and the different types of fears. Because one of the things that I struggle with is in identifying fears is like, what's a fear? What's a phobia? And then how do you tell what's yours and what's not yours? Because I'm the type of person that thinks it's all my fault, no matter <laughs> what I do. <laughs> so I don't want to take on other people's fears if they're not mine. But maybe, Lori, after the break, you can give me some guidelines on how to figure out what's mine and what doesn't belong to me. We'll be back after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can with Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Mondays at noon central, Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. 
What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Man cannot live by bread alone. He must have his peanut butter. Peanut butter is a pate of childhood, and it's not just for kids as dogs love it too. Last night I gave my dog a pill hidden in peanut butter. What's a word for a messy concoction that helps the medicine go down? Sliver sauce. Mice apparently prefer peanut butter to cheese when it comes to luring them into the trap. But there are even more practical uses for peanut butter. Peanut butter contains natural oils, which makes it perfect for removing all kinds of sticky things, like gum stuck in your shoe or in your hair. What's a word for the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth? Arachibutophobia. And according to Barry Goldwater, if you don't mind smelling like peanut butter for two or three days, peanut butter is a darn good shaving cream. It's marching now. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. (laughs) Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And as promised, we're back with Lori Johnson. Now, one of the things that I struggle with in life is that when something goes wrong, I think it's my fault and I need to fix it. And so when you were saying, um, you know, you kind of have to face your fears, decide what fears are yours or acquired fears or somebody else's fears rubbing off on you, that's where I start to get lost. And When you do introspection, um, because I I get confused with avoidance versus like letting the fear pass through me, but I don't want to welcome fear to come through me if it's not mine. So what kind of criteria, like what is that? I'm a really good follower. I'm such a great foot soldier, Lori. I will follow where you lead me. Like, can you walk me through quickly what what an analysis internally looks like? Um, you know, for what's your fear and what's what's an acquired or somebody else's fear or an, an inherited fear from a parent or a spouse? Yeah, um, to be able to identify your fear, your own personal fear, it is literally being able to say, is this my fear, which sounds really silly, but you won't have piggybacked energy coming to you unless it is similar or recognizes something you're already feeling. So I've experienced this. I'm I wake up in the middle of the night and I all of a sudden have a lot of fear of lack of money. And I'm sitting there going, this is not mine. I know that because I'm not worried about that. But I could recognize that pretty quickly. It's not that easy to recognize it. But, you know, fear of money, that's past life stuff that I have recognized that I have been really poor before. So it comes in, but then I get this huge wave of energy that's scaring the crap out of me that is not mine. That's an easy thing to recognize. But do know that whatever comes, whatever gets overwhelming for you, that it is going to be something that identifies with something that you have inside, even if it's a very, very, very small fear. So it's kind of like you're not going to pick up fear that doesn't relate to something that you've already got. So if you do the, you know, come and hit me with the fear, and it still is somebody else's, you're still healing what you've got. And some, excuse me, sometimes that magnification of it uh, makes it much clearer for you to identify. But you can tell fear that comes from previous lives because you can look at your life and see 
why am I afraid of something? I have a, a friend who's terribly afraid of heights because she was thrown off a cliff in another lifetime, another friend who's terribly afraid of water because she drowned in another lifetime and was forced, you know, it was a murder thing. And she um, had not been near water. She'd always lived on an inland situation. So there was no thing in this lifetime to give her that fear. And it was usually a fear that is really, really strong, like a phobia. We were talking about the a phobia is something that has its roots in another time where it doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense in this lifetime on why you would be that afraid, then you know that the roots are there from something that happened in a past lifetime. And it's kind of like the memory of that or the illusion or the fantasy or the dream of it makes it so much stronger because it's, again, one, if you're judging yourself as like, why am I afraid in the first place, um, then you're not acknowledging that you are. Like, why should I be afraid? I don't have any reason to. And then it puts another stigma on you that you're judging yourself that you shouldn't be this way as opposed to saying, okay, there's a reason for this, let me face what's going on here. Most of the stuff we experience is going to be a fear that we've experienced before and haven't been able to heal on one level or another. Even the stuff that we're experiencing now with the big transition that's going on, we felt a transition before, not quite this big, so that fear factor is coming up because of that. I don't know if that really helps in what you were asking, though. Sandra, you know, because we had this conversation um, a couple of weeks ago, I think uh, Sandra was saying with, with other people, you know, because you could be, even be in a business situation and somebody's asking you to do something, which is going to be something that you don't necessarily agree with um, and that it would cause you uh, a lot of work to do. And, um, but, you know, you have to ask yourself, is this is this something that's really mine, or is this other person's fear um, being projected on me? So I have to do something, and and I have then have a choice: Am I going to do it, or is it going to bring up the fear in me that I have to do it? Because if I don't do it, I might lose the client, or I might lose this, or I might. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. It's sometimes it's it's other people's. Uh, you know, I, is that something that you were thinking about, Sandra? Absolutely. I mean, okay. I was trying to figure out what was mine. Like recently I had a client and, you know, his fears caused me to jump through amazing hoops and I didn't recognize they were his fears and not my own fears. I just bought into it hook, line and sinker like a carp, you know, being reeled in on a hook. Yeah, that's um, that's actually um, it happens more for women. I'm not saying it doesn't happen for men, but it happens more for women because for the last 2,000 years, we have been the support system and we have been the one that um, takes on the energy of the person that we are around, usually the man that we're around, so that um, we can make their life easier. That's been the lesson, blah, blah. But it still is that, especially as we are becoming far more um, on a higher vibration and being able to feel things more on a vibrational level, on an energy level, then we are not traditionally women, but again, men are involved with this too, but mostly women are able to um, kind of like empathetically feel what somebody else is feeling and n without realizing immediately, you know, if you don't realize it immediately, then it becomes like an overwhelming thing. I have this when I'm doing a reading for somebody and I put barriers up so that I can feel what they need to know without feeling what they feel. And when somebody's really, really scared, really worried, really anxious about something, I can get anxious about it because they're not 
checking their own fear. And I know it's not mine, but I feel it as if it is. And it sometimes gets in the way of how I'm working because I know that I am not looking at the clarity of what's going on. I'm looking at it through a shield of their fear. That's the kind of thing you're talking about. You're picking up the fear of somebody in um, a meeting or something like that, yeah? Yeah, or fear, or fear over a project. You know, I can be quite fearless if I'm left alone, but the minute uh, people come in, and it's true, especially if it's a man or somebody that's older than me, I can soak up their fears like a sponge. Yeah, but that's also you being able to be aware of the fact that you are being empathetic. That That's a natural state for a lot of people, but it's recognizing that and being able to put up your own protection, your own barrier by being able to say, I can um, like see and I can hear and understand what's going on without it affecting me. And when you're in the middle of it, it's really hard to stop and say, hey, this isn't going to affect me anymore because it's already affecting you. But it literally is right off the bat, first being aware of how empathetic you're being because, again, that's been a natural state for women to be in for 2,000 years, and so we don't check it and say, yeah, I'm not going to pick up anybody else's energy today. It, that's a conscious thing about being aware of who you are, what your capabilities are, and being able to not just give that empathy or that sympathy or that compassion or that uh, nurturing just automatically, but being able to choose when you're going to do it. And then there's a judgment that if you just don't give it to everybody that you're a bad person, and that's, again, programming from 2,000 years. Because the point is, if you have the empathy, you can choose how to give it and who to share it with. You don't have to do it with everybody, but that's more about you working within self and being able to recognize what your skills are, what your natural abilities are, what your natural bent is going to be, and being able to marshal it so that you are not then the victim of somebody else coming in and saying, you know, okay, this is my fear here, you take it on too. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be an empathy thing because um, if someone's asking you to do something that you don't agree with, you know, you're, uh, my, my initial reaction would be I'm 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 pissed off, yeah. and and I really don't want to do this. So then I have to look and you know say, well, is is this something I really need to do? Is is this mine or is just his stuff that's projecting over to me? Uh, and I and I have the choice of saying no. So that, yeah. it's not really empathy. It's just it's it's you know. But the but the bottom line is always looking at what you're doing and then bringing it back to you. Because it's not really having to do with him. It's it's how it, it's how you're reading it and how you're you're taking it in. And do you want to take it in and and or do you want to finally let that thing go that that everything is my responsibility and 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 no, it's not. And I'm going to let that go now because it's. I, it's not necessary. It doesn't make my life better. Yeah, but that's the programming that for 2,000 years women have taken everything in. That yeah. was their job. Men do the one yeah. thing. Women multitask to figure out how, how they're going to mop up the mess every single time. Yeah. Well, that's me, and I'm a Virgo. And, I'm, I, you know, that's me. <laughs> I'm a Virgo, and that's how do you mop up the mess? <laughs> yeah. But we're all coming out of it because we have to face that. And, I mean, Sandra, for how you have to face it and whether you are successful in being able to overcome it every time, it shows up for you so you can make that transition of breaking out of a pattern that no longer is useful for human beings. 
Well, and not no longer useful for me either. I mean, yeah. and I don't want to teach my kids to do this, to be so hyper aware of everybody else's feelings and everybody else's needs and wants, you know, that you subjugate your own. You know, did did we choose this as women? Like, why did we choose always to be in the support role? Like you said something that just made my skin crawl it's like you know women for thousands of years have existed kind of to make men's lives better you know and i'm like you know at our own detriment well no yes and no the fact is that for a 5,000 year cycle real short because i know we're running out of time 5,000 year cycle it has been male lesson in being able to be for 2,000 years of that 5,000 years it was to be the great leader Okay, because women, honestly, we've had all these lessons. We've already faced them 5,000 years ago. Okay, that's not written in history because we're not the ones who wrote it, but we faced these issues, so it was like being the caretaker for the men on a soul level on letting them grow on the male energy. And, you know, everybody's alive today is reincarnated as both male and female, so it isn't about women are so cool today. We are, but still, it's not about that it's just the women. It's like the female role has taken that, has allowed that to learn the multitasking, to be able to be support, but now it is about the balance. Men have to be support, men have to multitask, and women have to lead. It's just a matter of being able to stand out of 5,000 years of male lessons and being able to not go into all the female lessons because we already got that stuff. It's about the equality now. First time in 26,000 years we're not dealing with one gender over another, learning the major aggressive lesson, but to be able to be in the harmony. Wow, that's amazing. LaurieJohnsonPsychic.com, I want to thank you for being our guest today. If you liked what you heard today, go to her website and sign up for her newsletter. You won't be sorry, LaurieJohnsonPsychic.com. She also has a book available on Amazon. Uh, Lori, what's the title? Into the Aquarian Age, Understanding the Consciousness Shift. All right, there you have it. On behalf of myself and Linda Franklin, we'll be back again next week with another great episode of Powered Up Talk Radio. You can find us also on iTunes. We'll be back next week. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and pro-